Well, to create a new standard, it takes something that's not just a little bit different. It takes something that's really new and really captures people's imagination. And the Macintosh, of all the machines I've ever seen, is the only one that meets that standard. Hello, I am Macintosh. It sure is great to get out of that bed. When it's certain that I am too public speaking, I'd like to share with you a match and I thought of the first time I met an IBM mainframe. Never trust a computer you can't with. Obviously I can talk, but right now I'd like to sit back and listen. So it is with considerable pride that I introduce a man who's been like a father to me, Steve Jobs. This is iMac. So that's iBook. What I'd love to do is show it to you right now. And what we've miniaturized it into is an 8-inch cube. And we call this new product the Power Mac G4 Cube or more affectionately, the G4 Cube. And I would like to show it to you now. An iPod. A phone. Are you getting it? And we are calling it iPhone. Today, today Apple is going to reinvent the phone. talking about Macintosh recently, but today, for the first time ever, I'd like to let Macintosh speak for itself. You sound tired. Yeah. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Age As Encrypted. I'm your host Alex Arnuski, and joining us today, as always, is Kyle Cicilloni. Yeah, yeah. Coming up on this episode, Apple launches the iPhone 4S. Amazon announces some fiery tablets. And we say farewell to a visionary. Well, before we get the show started, I just wanted to plug our website, our blog. Uh, it's ajaz16.typepad.com. That's ajazz16.typepad.com. You can check out all of our Type podcasts, pad. latest updates, and news about us. Um, so Because we're very important. Yeah, so stay tuned. ajaz16.typepad.com. Uh, I'm sad, sad to say it, but uh, we have to talk about the death of a visionary, a legend, um, and an innovator. Yeah, Steve Jobs has died. And, uh, well, I, I guess we'll start, I'll start by saying I was sitting in my room, and actually Kyle had texted me and said, check. Did you see the news? Or I saw one person. I saw one tweet on it. I go and then said R.I.P. Steve Jobs, and I go, no, I know, <laughs> like, right? Nah. It's like that's not. And then I looked on Engadget and then Apple.com, and I was like, wow. So I texted Alex. I was like, dude, just look at some tech sites. 
real quick. <laughs> I was like, oh man, what could what could possibly be going on right now, you know? But unfortunately, you know, I clicked on, I guess I went to Engadget first and I saw, you know, Steve Jobs died. Then I went to Apple's website and they had put up the Steve Jobs 1955 to 2011. Man, it's tough to hear, man. It was really... Yeah. It was it a was it a shocker? Yeah, definitely well, was a shocker. But we it's did, a shocker to know that anyone like this passes on. I, but right. I think the fact that like, we knew, he, like we, I mean, we knew he was. I mean, you can literally see his transformation over the past six years, yeah, seven years. Like he literally like transformed into basically a skeleton. He couldn't keep his weight up. If you've seen any of the pictures of him in the last like month or two, he looked terrible. Yeah. And he obviously knew um when he stepped down you knew, knew that something was up. Yeah, that wasn't, you know. That wasn't him stepping down because sorry, there's a millipede on the ground and it's creeping towards me closer and closer. Yeah, just kill it. Uh, maybe Steve Jobs. So you could tell like the last the last appearance was Steve in May announcing iCloud. And obviously, like, he didn't look the greatest. And, oh, right. He, when he stepped down, his his letter was sort of saying, like, if there's any, you know, if I, I always said that if I couldn't continue because of, you know, I, I'm incapable that he would step down. And he was basically saying, you know, I'm not well enough to continue to be the, you know, CEO of Apple. Or, yeah. Right. So then they pushed him, you know, he got, he was the chairman of the board for a while and until his death. So it was four weeks ago um, that Walter Isaacson was sitting, was at Steve Jobs' house and um, he was sitting there with him, kind of going over what Steve wanted for in his book. And uh, there was something where Steve had said something like, well, you know, he's, he's sitting there on the bed in pain and Walter asks him this really interesting question. Like, why do you want me to know so much about your, you know, past? You, you had been so, um, clammed up to the press prior. And Steve says something like, um, you know, I want my children to know what I did and why I did it to put it bluntly. And, uh, it's interesting that, 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 Isaacson got to spend so much personal time with him, like a lot. Yeah, especially at the end of kind of end of days, you know. Yeah, really. Um, and they are releasing this book a month early or something. They were releasing it next year. Then I, I think it was just before he stepped down, or around the time he stepped down, it got pushed to uh, November. And now, because of his death, it's getting pushed even closer, you know, to October twenty fourth. Right. 24th. right. Rightly so. And I got to read some excerpts from it. It's really, it's going to be a moving book um, and really, really interesting to read. Because and I'll tell you, just, where I'm, you know where I'm going to download it. iBooks. <laughs> I know. You got it. You have to. That's, it's, it's, it's only right. Like, why, you know, a lot of people can go online and grab it anywhere. You can go on Amazon, you can get it on audiobook or whatever, but I'm sure that's on iTunes as well. But really, he, he pioneered Apple. He pushed for iTunes. He pushed for uh, allowing us as consumers 
to consume digital content through his services, iBooks being one of them, I'm sure. And uh, what better way to really say, you know, thanks, Steve, than to, <laughs> yeah. it sounds silly, but buy the book about No, I agree. I, I feel like it's appropriate. It is. It's seventeen. It's sixteen ninety nine in the iBook store. Um, if you have a Kindle, it's sixteen ninety nine on the Kindle. Uh, Thirty one bucks for the audiobook. I mean, it's going to be. It's it, it from what I've read. From what little I've read, it does sound like it's going to be something something else because this guy meant a lot to. Uh, he meant more to people than even the people who didn't really know about him. Right. Uh, it's you know it's what I mean? quite amazing the amount of uh, support. Um, and just the pure reaction to, uh, his passing, like, especially Twitter, that, that hour. Twitter took down, er, it, Twitter was taken down. It was, it was ridiculous. Like, there was tweets from, uh, like, all the d- random celebrities that I kind of follow on Twitter, like, Patton Oswalt, like, like, everything, like, even websites, like Rotten Tomatoes, games, like, everybody stopped to, like, you know pay their respect or you know say say their whatever they're going to say about them yeah a um, lot of people would and write. on facebook like everybody it's it's just ridiculous the amount of support like in all the apple stores people w- went there and yep. um were putting up everything they're putting little like pictures flowers. and flowers yeah. and apples and stuff like that um it's just it's not a, it's not a, it's not often you see um something like this that kind of brings everyone together do you know what i mean it's like it's like losing like it's like when john lennon died right yeah everybody was just torn it just has a like a large impact on everyone because i mean we all had a roundabout way of quote-unquote a relationship with him yeah um but i think it's more of the you can say like we have a relationship with his work right there was a quote somebody had a quote on twitter i forget what it was it was something along the lines of like um, you know, I never met Steve Jobs personally, but the fact that, um, I'm like this distraught or like he touched me like this, this much, um, really shows like how much of an inspiration, like how, you know, uh, how true of a, you know, visionary he was, you know? Yeah. Just for, for every, everybody. I mean, we, we use his products and we say his products. We don't say Apple, you know, it's an Apple product, but without Steve Jobs, we wouldn't have yeah. the iPad. We wouldn't have the iPhone. We wouldn't it's going to be interesting to see where this, where they go from here. Well, here's, I mean, the, here's the cool part. It's in good hands, but let me tell you, it's, it's really neat though, because Steve Jobs worked ahead. No, so, yeah, I'm sure they're going to be developing stuff that well, he listen for about the next, next three years, you're going to see things that had his touch. And it's going to be really almost eerie yeah. to watch these things come out and I say, agree. wow, that's totally something that, you know, and, and there might, they probably will give him credit for it. You will read about that. Oh, yeah. This, They'll this definitely say this is a Steve Jobs, you know. It was a project whatever. spearheaded by Steve Jobs himself. Right. And even in his death, it's something that's changing and revolutionizing the world. In fact, there are even plans for his $6.5 billion worth um after his death um people uh what happened was you know i don't know if steve had planned this like you know he's a good chess player here he a while ago hired somebody from yale university to um let me well let me read you a quote here 
Steve was looking to his, um, let me make sure this is the right thing. I'm pretty sure it was. Yes. Um, this is coming from MacRumors.com. Uh, Steve was looking to his legacy. The idea was to take what is unique about Apple and create a form that can impart that DNA to future generation, future generations of Apple employees. Um, no other company has a university charged with probing so deeply into the roots of what makes the company so successful. So what's going on here is that Steve Jobs had hired the dean of Yale's school management, um, it's Joel Padolny, um, to run an internal group featuring business professors and Harvard veterans to prepare employees for life at Apple after Jobs. So the culture that he created, the culture that that is at Apple, it's a it's, Apple is not just a big business. It's also it's a culture. There's a campus. It's basically like Apple going to Apple University, you know, and um, they want to continue this uh, this culture. And to do that, they need somebody to say to to teach future employees that this is what Apple is about. This is what we believe in. And, and this is what almost like saying, like, this is what Steve Jobs would have wanted from, you know, performance wise from everybody. Cause he was, when he walked into a room, you know, you knew this guy was the smartest guy in the room, quote unquote, from Leo Laporte. I mean, he's, this is Leo, this guy, uh, you know, if you don't know who it is, Leo Laporte's the really excellent tech pundit, twit.tv. He had spent some time with Steve Jobs. Um, He'd actually gone to this event where a bunch of different tech people came and they ended up playing volleyball with Steve and Steve made this comment to him like, you know, come on, you have to try harder, you know, we're losing or something like that. But that just showed like how, how much of a doer and he was and how much he wanted to succeed at every little thing that he did, how much attention he paid to the tiniest detail. Like when they launched iTunes, for example, they... Steve was sitting in a room with people, probably all right, uh, people from the music industry or whoever, and he's looking at this thing on iTunes and he says to somebody, eh, this, this tiny little piece of text here in the corner, it, it should be green, not black, or whatever color it used to be. But he wanted it to be a different, a specific color. You know, he had taken calligraphy courses um, in college, and I'm sure after college had studied it, and really, you know, if you look at uh, uh, Apple products, everything looks great um and he really had a lot to do with the design of just in general uh what we're looking at on the screen yeah so i mean every everything you touch i'm sure there's a little bit of you know <clears throat> steve jobs um his influence um man websites if you go to boing b-o-i-n-g b-o-i-n-g dot com or yeah uh you can see a new uh, like a skin, they skin their entire site to look like the interface of the first Macintosh. It's pretty awesome. It's all black and white, um, old folder icons, the the Finder smileys. It's it's really nice what people are doing to eulogize him. Um, I mean, we can go on and on about about Steve, but really, he's he's one of the reasons that we are doing what we're doing right now. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm using a Mac right now. Because it's powerful enough to support what we need to do to get our work done here, you know? And, uh, you know, I'm reading off of an iPad. It's just, it's just, a rev- you know, it's revolution. Everything he's, he's done has, has changed the way that I live my life. You never thought, Kyle, you never thought that you would use your iPad as much as you do. Right. You've said that. Yeah. And it's amazing what you 
thought you you know you didn't think you'd use it as much for the web or and I've computing had the old Macs um, my old Macintosh from the 90s and even the uh, those stylized colored um, iMacs that came out uh, the early 2000s I, I still uh, they were awesome when they came out <laughs> you know what right. I mean and it's just like he's done that for so many years um, so what has I mean what what else like Steve Steve Jobs just does not just represent Apple. I mean, he he got kicked out of Apple. Right. He went to start a company called Next. He developed. He was looking for software, um, and I think some of that software from Next that they were developing went into OS X. And they had made this. I think a Next like a Cube it was called or something like that. Um, that's just another interesting thing fact. Then he went on to create Pixar. And um, if you go to Pixar.com, there's a really nice picture of Steve Jobs, and I can't, I can never remember the other two guys' names, but they're really, you know, excellent uh, people that will totally carry on Steve's vision for the company. And um, I wish I could find the quote, but uh, you know, I don't care. I'm, I, I'm going to go there right now. Um, it was nice reading it. There's so many different. I mean, it's just amazing. Like if I, I'll pull up Pulse on my iPad and uh, I'll just look at every, like every, every little thing has something about Steve Jobs. Right. So, um, they had said, uh, here, I'll just read a little quote here. Steve took a chance on us and believed in our crazy dream of making computer animated films. The one thing he was, he always said was to simply quote unquote, make it great. He is why Pixar turned out the way we did, and his strength, integrity, and love of life has made us all better people. He will be he will forever be a part of Pixar's DNA. Our hearts go out to his wife and Lorraine and their children during this incredibly difficult time. That's John Lastlitter and Ed Cutmull. Cutmull. Cat Catmull. Wow, weird font. But anyway, um even Google had subtly put up Steve Jobs and then it said the you know his birth and then death years and then there was just a link and clicked on Steve know, Jobs and it it's, took it to Apple. It's just ridiculous the amount of respect this man like I said before the the amount of respect he had like everyone even competitors stopped to pay their their respect. Yep. Uh like Bill Gates had a nice quote um about about Steve and even uh President Obama tweeted I mean, yeah. I don't know if it was him personally, but he issued a statement. Issued a statement um about it. So yeah, sad day in the tech world. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, it really is, man. It's it sucks. It won't ever be the same. No, but you know what? His when you when you when I work on something from now on, I'm gonna ask myself, you know, what would Steve what would Steve Jobs have done in this situation? <laughs> WWSJD. Yeah, man. What would Steve Jobs do? And I think that's something that you can take away from his life. Like, there's an there's a great photo. It's the last one of the last things I'll say about Steve. There's a there's a photo of Steve Jobs in his home. This is in the early '80s, and uh, you can see he's sitting there. It's on my iPad. He's sitting there in this this room lit by one lamp. He's sitting there Indian style on a on a, a piece of carpet. And, um, this is, this is at a time where he's like pretty much a billionaire and he has some papers lying around. He has, uh, probably some, he's sipping on some tea and he's reading a newspaper 
And uh, it's, a, it's a really excellent photo. If you Google uh, Steve Jobs in-home 1980, probably it's probably 1982 or something, or 84. But anyway, it just showed that he didn't want the complications of life. He just wanted to focus on the thing that he was focusing on at that time moment in his life. If he was working on making the, the font better on, on the computer screen, that's what he was doing. Now, he had that one focus. Um, and that's, I'm going to leave that up on my computer screen for however long it takes me to finish some projects that I'm working on. Cause it just says like this man, no matter how stressed out he was, probably I'm sure he, he, his, he went through a lot of stress in his life would focus on what he needed to do and get it done no matter what it would take. And, uh, that's just something, you know, you could think about and probably take away from this whole thing i mean what more can we say he was he was a legend uh, and he taught me to stay hungry and stay foolish Mm. so well we do have to move on to more sad news to more sad news which is dignation is finally ending after six years of airing yeah well you know they had a good run they did they had a great run excellent run 300 plus episodes six years they never you you would never think six years ago if you said if you pitched the idea of that show you would have said that's stupid that's not gonna do it that's not gonna be big except it made money you know what i mean and it did well and and it pretty much revolutionized podcasting pretty much it's just the most part especially video anyway yeah revision i mean he went on to create revision three with a bunch of other people so it's sad i mean it's sad i don't know what to say man it, it's, it's like good though because um alex still is doing totally rad show um which i love i still watch that and kevin's still doing uh foundation found yeah the foundation where he talks about to people about starting whatever so i would watch i would watch stignation uh with my girlfriend and i never thought that she would be interested in it but she you know we we really both enjoy watching it i'll put it up on the tv you know, I'll just sit back and chill and watch these two guys sitting on a couch, drinking some beers or some tea, talking about the crazy crap that goes on on the internet. And uh, we won't know, lie. There's something it's... magical. There is something magical about that show. I don't know what it is, but it's just uh, I don't know. It's kind of relaxing to watch. It was pretty much our inspiration for what we do. I honestly, yeah, we've been podcasting for. Four years. I almost, I mean, I, I didn't start at the very start of the nation, but I started probably about just a, like about a year into it. I started watching Dignation. Yeah. So. Um, they are going to get back together for probably a few shows every once in a while, but it's not going to be a continuous right. show. Right. That's, that's what they're saying. They're both working on other things. So. Yeah. I mean, Kevin has milk dot. I, I, I think it's M I L M I dot L K. I don't know. Milk and, something. Yeah. Where they're developing apps. So next up is ABC News and Yahoo merging. Uh, I haven't read into this too much because, you know, I think it. by the time I got to writing, writing down and researching, I, I was already kind of going nuts about, you know, Steve Jobs and, you know, learning about his life to kind of give a little bit, bit of information about him on the show. And um, 
All I know is that I remember watching, I don't know if it was World News or Good Morning America, if it was on in the kitchen or something, and I heard, oh, ABC News and Yahoo are now teaming up as yeah. a news source. That's literally the only information I have. It's um, I, I, I have this information from when I was at work. We had a little story on it, and it's literally just ABC News is merging with Yahoo to, quote-unquote, produce the finest news or a new wave in news or a, whatever. Um. And it, they showed, like, a little kind of commercial that pretty much just says that they're merging, and it's going to be awesome. And that's literally the only information I had out of it anyway. So. Yeah, I wish we had more to tell you, but yeah. from our current perspective, we could probably just speculate right now um, what this could mean. I mean, does it mean that Yahoo is... I don't imagine that Yahoo and ABC are going to merge into one mega site. I imagine that ABC is going to be pulling sources from Yahoo and and Yahoo employees who would write these stories. Probably something like that. And it would probably enhance ABC's site because, you know, ABC is a, a, I don't, I mean, let me tell you something. Their iPad app is pretty killer, but I don't look at ABC as being a hip place to get your news yeah i agree um a lot i don't even use yahoo either so (laughs) a lot of people use yahoo a lot of people just go to yahoo's site that's like they're you know i haven't used the yahoo search engine in at least well it's not just the certainly nobody who who uses that um but uh it's it's more or less the fact that a lot of people they get a lot of hits on their news site which is just yahoo.com just for looking at news and then they click through there the only thing I use Yahoo for is my fantasy football, and I still have my email tied to it. An right. old email. My spam email, I like to call it. Huh. Well, um, I mean, that's all I could really think about right now, is that, that yeah. they're going to be just using employees, and they're going to combine their sources and pull up, dig up some really good news. It's probably to make them more hip and get some more yeah. like, stories that are more uh, focused on uh, the internet and what's happening socially, net- social networking. and. I don't know. Yahoo is hurting. They used to be cool. Uh, they even replaced the CEO. So let's move on. Um, Apple adds Apple Care Plus, uh, which is, you know, it covers accidental damage for $99 in addition to the standard Apple Care. So the standard Apple Care, depending on the product, could be, you know, $300 for a MacBook Pro and Maybe a hundred bucks or more for no, I think it's a hundred bucks for an iPad. Um, this is good though because I agree. I got when I got my iPad, that was the first thing I want to do was was kind of uh, insure it. I did, um, and I didn't do it through Apple because they didn't cover accidental. So I did it through Square Trade, um, and they offer awesome deals um, and awesome coverage for pretty much any device you can get. So I got it for I spent ninety bucks and have it covered for two years, and that covers everything, all types of damage. If I smash it over this table right now, I can get a brand new one from Square Trade. Having any issues? No. <laughs> all right. But just in case, I mean, it is nice to have that because more, more, I'm more, li- I'm more likely to damage this iPad from something of my own fault. Than to dam than for it to damage itself based on hardware or software issues, right? So, you know what I mean. I don't see the memory failing. I see right. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm yeah. not worried about 
having that kind of stuff uh, insured through Apple, you know what I mean? Because that, that's probably not what's going to happen. Its demise will be met because of me. <laughs> I'm right. sure. Yeah, I would totally get this. I really... I'm more concerned about accidental damages than right, having that's support. Yeah. Um, and hopefully for $99, that's getting you just as, like, let's say your key falls off and you can't find it. You send it back in, they give you another key on your keyboard or... Right. They crack your screen, they replace it, or the, the monitor. I wonder how long it's for, though. It. I don't know, man. 99 bucks. it might only... Knowing Apple, it's probably a good solid two years. Or maybe it's... it's since it says in addition to the... Stand, well, I don't know. So, this is what? Apple Care Plus, right? Yeah. Apple Care Plus. Um, so, I'll just do a quick Google search. There it is. It's, there's a PDF, the Apple Care Protection Plan for iPhone, Apple Care. I doubt I'm going to find this well, anyway, right matter. off the bat. Oh, well. Anyway. anyway. Um, let's move on. We do have a lot of I, I, or Apple um, stuff to talk about this episode because something did happen. They did launch. Oh, it happened. They launched a new iPhone. But first, let me just mention... There's a really cool uh, story online. I was th- um, if, you, if you haven't watched the movie Pirates of Silicon Valley, you should. It's all about Steve Jobs and Bill Gates coming to power, so to speak. And um, I found online this link. It was on, Ma- it was on the forums of Mac Rumors. And um, I'll just give you a quick readout on it. It's, it's Mac, forms.macrumors.com slash showpost.php question mark P equals 1349639 and symbol post count equals 49. Now, I doubt any of you are going to type that in. But what this is, is a this guy had worked on the film and his job was to gather all of the old hardware um, like from IBM and Apple and you know, some of the Windows machines that they were developing on um, to make it historically accurate. So this guy's job was to literally go to different companies um, and say, here, I need this, this old model. I need this model. And they'd put those in the film. So I, I think that's, that's a, that was a pretty cool read. So it's, it's amazing what, you know, it's amazing what Steve Jobs' death is really unburying, you know, all this really cool uh, news like that. Just a cool little factoid. The iPod Touch and the iPod Nano have been Price re-announced. Drops. And the only difference, right? I'll, I'll talk about the Touch. You talk, you talk about the Nano. Well, they're basically the same. They've just got price drops. Well, well The Nano has... Okay. Wait, they have wait, new watch on. features. Big deal. All right. The, the Touch, they relaunched it with a white iPod Touch. Okay? It's the same exact thing. They have, even if you go to the website, it doesn't say that anything is new. They don't even tout that what kind of processor is inside. They don't tout any of that. They just say, oh, here's a, here's a white one. Um, don't really understand why they're not even saying that they put the A5 in it. We might, people might go buy it and say, oh, wow, the A5 is in the new iPod Touch. That's pretty awesome. I'm doubting that. And the reason I'm doubting that is because... The, of the fact that the eight gigabyte version is only one ninety nine, yeah. it used to be two twenty nine for the eight gig. Now that means Apple is, you know, one year later. Okay, the A four is old, old, an old piece of 
technology. We're going to just dump those, the rest of them into the iPod touches because we don't sell that many, as many as we use iPhones. And I guess they can undercut, you know, they can cut the price. Now, the Nano, on the other hand, has not changed at all except for the, what, the, the interface. So, yeah, they made the, the touch sensitivity better or something, or the button's bigger to touch. Um, so you're swiping through, so you'll see um, one icon at a time, and you just swipe through the icons. I guess, yeah. Which makes sense, yep. if you're on the run or something. And they were actually showing pictures of the watches, right? Yeah, new, and different watch interfaces, yeah, I guess. Six, 16 new ones. Yeah. Which uh I think is always really neat because they added <laughs> they added a Mickey Mouse watch. Go figure how they got that one. Um I think it's 129 for the 8 gig and I want to say 179 for the 16. If I'm not mistaken. That sounds right. Something around those lines. And that's cheaper, right? Yeah. What well, was it? I think it was 179 for the 8 gig earlier. Or maybe one fifty nine or something. I guess uh, probably one one forty nine is usually a standard yeah, Apple price. Maybe yeah. one seventy nine. So what is it now? One twenty nine and once whatever. Yeah. Anyway, they're lower in price. So if you were really thinking about getting a an iPod Nano, now's the time. Now's the time. Um. So the iPod Classic. There were rumors that it was going to die, but it has not. The one hundred sixty gigabyte iPod Classic is still alive and uh you can we didn't talk about the, the touch prices are down to to 199 for the the eight yeah um what is it 299 for 16 and 399 for correct 64 64 yeah that hasn't changged it's still kind of a lot it, oh those that's a lot of money yeah but the uh eight gig i mean to have like if you're gonna put on one you could have Infinity Blade and Modern Combat and one more big one. And that's about it. That's about it. Dead Space. <laughs> that's pretty much it if you want to hold some music or anything. But that won't be a problem with iCloud now, will it? It might. It might. I think it will be. It probably will be. And next, let's, get, let's move on to uh, Kindle's announcement here. Kindle announced three new tablets. The Fire! The Fire! The Touch! <sighs> And the regular Kindle. Regular Kindle is about seventy nine bucks. The Touch is ninety nine, and the Fire is one ninety nine. Now right. the difference: the Kindle is just the Kindle, correct? It's just the regular Kindle. And note that the seventy nine dollar Kindle is they got rid of the buttons. It's I mean the keys. It's just a Wi Fi with a like a little arrow pad and two buttons. Um, and it's smaller. It's actually pocket size. You could fit it in like your back pocket. Um. But it's ad supported, right? The seventy nine dollar one. It's ad supported. This is that rumored ad supported one. I kept saying, "Oh, is this one ad supported?" It well, is. It's ad, probably this the one, one is ad supported, and for thirty bucks, yep. you can make it ad free. Not bad. So then there's the ninety nine dollar one, which is touch. It's touch only. You swipe between pages on it. Um, kind of cool. And then there's the fire, which is awesome. Uh, full blown Android tablet. Full joint. It's a seven inch. <clears throat> Gorilla Glass coating, 1 gigahertz uh, dual core processor, 512 megabytes of RAM, 8 gigs internal so- storage that weighs 14 ounces. Um, it's not running a skin of Android, but it's what's running underneath is Android. They're not um, they're not saying that it's an Android run um, OS. Um, I don't know why what the deal is there, but um, basically you get 
everything that's Android market on this device. So you get Kindle books, Kindle magazines, um, and everything's stored free uh, via Amazon Cloud. Uh, especially if you have Prime. Uh, that That's where this thing really shines, is that everything will be up in the cloud. I mean, it's only got 8 gigs of internal storage, but considering everything it does is all movies, games, uh, books, TV shows, that could all be stored up in the cloud, and you pull them down whenever you want. Um, that, 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 this is kind of the way a tablet should be as far as uh, cloud, cloud storage is concerned. And it looks very cool, and I, I was considering maybe getting one for my girlfriend, but um, I think I might just get a regular Kindle. But still, 100 bucks or $199 for a um, 7-inch tablet, a dual-core tablet, that's pretty badass. So um, it, it runs a really interesting, you know, you're talking all about cloud computing. And the Kindle Fire uses a web browser called Silk. And what Silk does is it has a split architecture. All its subsystems reside on both the Kindle Fire device as well as on Amazon's servers, which, you know, they're pretty, the most, you know, they have the most capacity, like, the most in the world. So, um, every time, now this is coming from tech, technewsworld.com, every time a user uh, loads a web page, Silk decides which of the subsystems will run locally and which will run remotely. So, that's kind of neat. It speeds it up. Now, it lets it, it, you know, it lets the browser maximize throughput, performing like smart caching and optimizing content on the fly. This is nothing new. This is what Opera has been doing for years now. Opera uses its own servers to optimize the web pages and then throws them back to you. It compresses the stuff, the data. Um, and Opera Mini does that very well. Uh, so it's it's really it's it, they can make it sound shiny and new but it's something that's been around so if you want to try it out use opera and use opera turbo uh, turn that on give it a shot give it a shot it's it's very fast um and you could change the diff the compression setting so you know low medium and high and it'll you know the images will get a little fuzzy but it's not bad the cool part is it loads it in blocks these big blocky blocky blocks if you anyway, describe it that way the Kindle Fire comes out on November 15th. It ships on the 15th. Uh, you can pre-order it now. And pre-orders are actually really good. As of, like, last week, there was, like, 95,000 pre-orders or something. It's not bad. Yeah. Not bad. It's hopefully, um, rumor has it that Amazon wants to buy WebOS. Whether that's going to happen or not, I don't know. I, I, because HTC also wants to buy WebOS. I don't want HTC to buy WebOS. Eh. I like Android. The Xbox 720 logo has been spotted in the wild in one of 2K games. games NBA, uh, 2K NBA 2K 12. Yes. The Xbox 720 logo, which really looks like the old Xbox logo with the 720 just shifted to the right, um, is flying around on an advertisement um, panel. Um, like the split level, like between the, you know, when you're in the, re the arena, you can see like the uh, split level. See, All the billboard advertisements. Billboard. Yeah. So um, it's just spinning around. I don't there. think this has any anything. I don't think this means. I think it's just alluding to that this game is so revolutionary and so um, lifelike and so advanced. I think that's kind of what it's alluding to. I think it has absolutely nothing to do with the next Xbox. Because if they, especially if they called 720, they'd be kind of lame. I don't know. But I think it's going to be called the 720. I don't think it's going. They're to. not going to call it the 540. No, but or the 1080. I don't think they're going to call it anything with a circle. I don't know. 
Xbox 3, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It's Well, no, they can't do that because the reason they called it the Xbox 360 is so they could have the number 3 in it to match the PS3. I guess. So but... to move on, if anything, they'd call it the Xbox 480, 460, uh, 420, no. 450. 450. Would it be 450? No, I don't know. What one sounds good? I don't know. The Xbox 4, probably. Even though it's the third one. So the iPhone 4S was launched on October 4th. And, uh, you know, if you'd watch the event, there was this... There wasn't the excitement that is usually brought to the table when there's an Apple event. And most likely... like everybody knew what condition Steve was in. And there was even a seat reserved. It said reserved like for Steve. And it said something interesting on it, which is some old referring to some old terminology. I don't remember, but um, it just wasn't, it didn't have that, that, that excitement. And um, even though that they, even though if they had known about Steve, they went on, they pressed forward, and it's only, you know, what, what were they going to do? It's only right. So what what happened is they announced the 4S, not the 5, and they uh, didn't really uh, impress too many people with this. Everyone was expecting an iPhone 5 yeah. with a 4-inch screen with a button that's horizontal with... Um, I was expecting more, I guess. NFC and all this stuff. Well, Apple released the iPhone 4S, which, you know, we have speculated on, and I kind of get—I kind of guessed right, because it went iPhone 3G, and it goes iPhone 3GS, so it only makes sense that we have the 4S. Because if they released, they launched an iPhone 5 this year, uh, first of all, if, if there's going to be an iPhone 5, I mean, it made sense, iPhone iOS 5, iPhone 5, well, no. If they had launched the iPhone 5, they would have needed, like, a quad-core processor, um, you know the A6, which is rumored to be quad core. They would have needed NFC, which they which they don't have. This leaves me to believe, like, all right, are they really gonna wait the entire year to release an iPhone five, or are they gonna launch it in June? I don't know. Who knows? So what's new? I feel like this is just kind of like a holdover, like hold kind of hold people over until they come out with the next big thing, you know? Probably. No. Sort of like how I felt with the iPhone to the iPhone 4. It's yeah. kind of like a, well, I'm just going to hold you over until this comes out. Well, the iPhone 4 is, is no slouch, man. Well, that's, that's what I mean, though. Oh, okay. Like, they were working on it a long time, and they're like, well, it's not ready yet, we want to perfect it. Here's the 3GS, you know what I mean? That's, it's all too orchestrated, man. You, you have to look at, I mean, you look at the history, I think they knew... They knew what they wanted to do. It, se- it seems like they wanted to release an S version in between each iteration of a, a number. And that's probably going to be the trend for a long time until the phone is no longer with us, you know? <laughs> the phone itself. What's next, the iPad 2S? The iPad 2S, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so the iPhone 4 has an A5 processor, which seems to be not as fast as the, I- the processor that's in the iPad 2. Whether it's optimized, the iPad 2 processor is optimized or not. The only reason we say that is because there is only seven. They're uh, saying that there's seven x performance graphics performance, not nine x. Um, so there, there, there's one hiccup. 
Uh, what else? There's an 8 megapixel rear camera in the back. It has an f-stop of 2.4, which is damn good. That means you can absorb more light. There are five lenses inside and, uh, what is it called? A, um, well, the C- the CCD, well, it's not CCD, it's CMOS. It's a CMOS chip that absorbs more light. It has like a backlighting sense, backlit, backlit sensor technology or something they're calling it. Um, and it's, uh, they're claiming that it, it does, uh, 14 down. And I think that that does, you know, it's, you and I were discussing this. Is it 4G? Is it not 4G? Well, what really defines 4G? I think Apple is saying it's 4G without saying it. They're saying that because of the hardware perf- improvements, it's capable of downloading at these speeds. Does that make sense? Right, yeah. But I'm, I'm just wondering, like, what service it'll be on. Like a 4G, because if, if, you, like, if you have to sign up for a right. 4G plan or whether you have to not sign up for a 4G plan, and like on you, Verizon. And if it's only 3G, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, so I'm saying, so if you don't have to pay, I, I doubt you can download it. that on 3G. No. Um, so I'm assuming you have to be on the, the 4G network. But them not saying that makes it very confusing. Yeah, it's their goofy way of dancing around it. Yeah, that's silly, though. Uh, the other improvement, the major Siri. improvement, Siri. And they acquired Siri a few years ago. And Siri, I think, is really, really awesome. I would totally buy an iPhone just for Siri. It's creepy. It's actually kind of creepy. Yeah. Okay, Siri. uh, um, Make an appointment for me at 2 o'clock p.m. I have a dentist appointment. And Siri will respond with something really natural sounding. (laughs) It's creepy. Uh, Siri, tell me more about Steve Jobs. And and Siri goes to Wikipedia to find more about his life. And will read you some of the stuff and, and give you the results to click on and to view yourself. It's Siri, your very own personal Stephen Hawking. Seriously, Siri, <laughs> how many how many ounces are in a pound? And Siri will give you a there result are via 16 wolf, ounces in a pound. Yeah, via Wolfram Alpha. <laughs> approximately 16. And it's amazing like how not like just go go on Apple's site yourself and watch an example of their technology of Siri. It's cool. It's really really cool, man. It's really, really cool. Especially if it works as well as it, they show it or say it does, then, then I'll believe it. I think but it I've had that promise before with voice recognition technology, and it's never been that as good as they say it is. I really do think that this is... Some, I, I hope something. it is. I'm not saying it's not. I'm, I'm just I'm optimistic about it. I no, I have, the, is, I, have the same, I have the same doubts, man. Do you know what I mean? Because like everything doubts. that's... Every voice... Because I feel like there was a time when voice recognition was kind of like a new thing. It's like, oh man, you can do that. That's awesome. And then it, over the last like year or two like you haven't i mean what's really been voice recognition there's i mean connect was about the only thing that's come out that's really been i mean you have the chrome chrome browser integrates voice search you have your phone that integrates voice search and nothing has ever done it very well as i'm saying you know google is google's trying their best to get dialects down uh i think what i heard was uh google 411 and any of their voice services are using uh, they're analyzing all of that data, sending it back to help improve their voice capabilities, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, it's almost like using, um, you know, the SETI project using multiple computers to process the data. That's kind of neat. They're gathering it in a very sneaky way. So but, the iPhone 4S comes in black and white at the, at the launch this time. Um, pre-order starts the day that we're recording this, the Friday. Um yep. 
and they come out next Friday, which is the 14th. Yeah. Yes, the 14th. And they are 199 for 8 gigs, 299 for 16, and 399 for 64 gigabytes of storage. Now, is this the first 64 iPhone? 64 gig? I don't know. I can't remember, honestly. I, don't know. I know that we had a I 60- feel like it is. A six, there was a 64 gig iPod Touch last yeah, year. Yeah, I know. I get confused. Um, but I really don't think there was a 64 gig iPhone. I might be, I could be wrong. Could be very wrong. But uh, usually there, it seemed like Apple would release a 16, right? A 16 and right. a 32. And that would help with the cost. Oh, and also to note, the 3GS is now free. And the iPhone 4 is now $99. $99. Which so is a killer a deal. deal. Yeah. Love it. I Honestly, dude, I, I'm up for a new phone in January. And I would totally look into getting an iPhone. Now, there are reasons I wouldn't. And you've heard me say, I, you know, I can't remove the battery because I have multiple batteries for my, my, my uh, incredible. Uh, I like having that. And um, I think the big thing for me is uh, open openness too. O- openness and up, uh, being able to upgrade my storage. Yeah, I need I need that and, micro SD yeah. slot. And which having Apple will flash never budge too, actually is kind of convenient. Flash is very convenient, especially on a phone. You yep. know? It just it just it's like I can I can exist in the world. If I had only an iPad and an Android device. Yeah, that's how I feel like. I can, I can do anything on the internet with both of my devices now. My and, phone and my tablet. And that's the problem. And I could do it with both of them. And that's I mean? the like, problem, though, too. You can go out and get a decent, like, 17-inch Windows PC for about 300 or $400. And you could do all of that. Right. And, ha- and then buy a crappy phone. And you're done. Yeah. You have your flash there. You have everything. I mean, it's, it's amazing how... Uh, if, without realizing it, because this te- the technology is so cool, we are being sucked into buying applications, virtual whatevers, right? We're being sucked into, you know, these platforms that aren't up to snuff of the current PC. I mean, Android, honestly, Android is the closest thing we have to r- honest mobile computing. And, um, you know, not to, I'm not poo-pooing iOS at all, but iOS does not do everything a computer can do. And I think Apple, and rightly so, is saying, you don't need to do everything a computer can do on your phone or on a mobile device. A computer is a computer because it has been developed for years and years and years and years. And it's amazing just how fast and how much we've learned or how fast we've advanced mobile technology and how, how much we've learned from computers themselves laptops big towers i mean what is a computer you can't really say that that laptop is what defines a computer because you know a laptop has basically replaced desktops because they're just as fast i mean you could totally trick out a desktop pc and make it like six times as fast as your laptop but what i'm saying is everything is caught up pretty much you don't have to worry about speed anymore it just applications just work there was a point in time when windows me was junk and nothing worked on it but now we have like we're pretty good everything's pretty good windows 7 works android works ios works and linux has always worked mac and you know os x it's uh it's a neat world and and again guess who revolutionized most of that mobile computing world with multi-touch 
where it's an iPod, a phone, and a mobile device, mobile communicator. Steve Jobs. Jello jiggle it. You want to talk about it? Would you please, kindly, oh, sure. sir? I love Jello. So, this is a stupid little free app for your iPod or iPad that you pick a flavor of Jello. You pick some music that you have on your device. What kind of flavors? And all the typical ones. I'm not going to go through them. And it dances to the music you're playing. It's just Jello that just kind of moves around and shakes its booty. I want orange. That's You can have orange. And that's all it is. It uses the BPM in the song to d- determine when it moves, how fast it moves, blah, blah, blah. It's a fun little app. It's cool for kids. Um, it's free. It's small. Yeah. It's Jello jiggler. It jiggles. It jiggles. So basically there's like a virtual camera spinning around the Jello as it dances on a... I forget what kind of floor dance floor that is. Like a moon yeah. dance floor. Well, it changes around. Yeah. The Michael, one changes. of those Michael Jackson mood floors that they like revolutionized yeah. or whatever. And then there's Katamari Amore, uh, which is free, but you only get to play for... The- you get to play one time trial of two minutes. That's it. One time trial of two minutes. Kind of sucks. Um, Multiple times, it's, right? This is the second iteration of Katamari on the iOS. I Demachi, what the first right? one's called. What? Katamari Damachi? No, the first one's called something else. Uh, Damachi's the only the only Damachi that came out is the one on the PS2. That was the very first very iteration first. of Katamari. Okay. Um, I, I loved that one. And I've always been intrigued um, of the Katamari series. I've never really played one past the first one, and I didn't really play that much of the first one. Um, but I always kind of liked the franchise, and this came out, and I was like, oh, cool. So I played it, and I was disappointed to see that it was only two minutes. I was like, ah. So I was like, well, maybe I'll buy it. So I look into it. It's only like six levels. Um, for like five bucks. So five it's not, bucks. It's or four bucks. It's expensive for only like a couple levels. That's a that's a dollar right there. Yeah, I know. If it was a dollar for the rest of the levels, I'd be like, yeah, sure, I'll give it for a buck to play the rest. But four bucks, I could buy four other better apps probably than that for yeah. that price. Yep. Um, and, and don't forget Columbus Day, the Columbus Day sale. Uh, right. You're gonna, you're gonna find like a ton of apps for a buck. So I mean, if you love Katamari, it does this well. Uh, the controls are pretty easy. It's it looks okay. Um, it's fun game. If you like Katamari, yeah, check it out. Speaking of apps for a buck, World of Goo was a dollar. Uh, was a dollar. Yeah, I picked that shit up. Yeah, man. Um, I've had it. I, if you don't have World of Goo, I suggest you get it. It's a great game. Yeah, it's probably it, one of the best games on the iOS. It, Although I will note, I will say, I never have apps crash on my iPad. Like almost never. Uh, it's usually apps that like I don't. I don't really use a lot or whatever. Um, especially not games, though. I haven't really had games crash a lot, and I've had World of Goo crash four or five times since I bought it. Look at um, what it's which doing, is only like, like a week ago. Physics-wise, and it's just yeah. amazing that it even runs on the iPad. It's true, but I mean, it is, the game's been out for a while, and I figured, like, they would fix all the bugs out of it by now, but I'm just surprised that it, that it's, it's, um, and it's crashed a couple times, like, I've, I'm about to finish a level, or I'll finish a level, and there's that, like, it won't. It won't save that, and it'll crash, and I'll have to redo the level again. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember having it crash as often. It could yeah, be. I, this a recent is the only update. app that's actually crashed more than like twice on my iPad ever. Uh, I never have apps crash on it. Uh, which is more than I could say about my Android device. It could be. Yeah, it could be an iPad two thing as well. Different architecture. I don't know. 
Anyway, uh, one app that doesn't crash on my iPad, but crashes on your iPad. Well, it crashed it on everybody's iPad, and this is one of the reasons it went up for free. Uh, Tiger didn't Woods crash on mine yet. Tiger Woods 2012 hasn't crashed on mine. And it's it was free. Tiger Woods 2012. I would read. I um, every time it would go on sale, even before it went on sale, I would read the response, like the uh, comments. Yeah. And everybody said how horribly how horrible it was, um, how often it how often it would crash. Um, yeah. That yeah, this game the is voices don't don't like sync up when you're putting yeah. or anything. And you know, I have the first, the very first one that came out, and I really enjoy playing that one. It it works really well. I mean, granted, the the new one looks great. It, it the graphically, it's it's enhanced, but it's just flat. Yeah, it's very it's very dull. Yeah. Um, and the game itself is pretty bad. I I will agree. It's not very fun. I, I mean, it's fun. It's like on a basic level of golf, but. See, we it's, tried. It's not playing... the same enjoyment of playing like Tiger Woods 2008 on like the Xbox or something. Um, and I'm glad it's free because I would have never paid ten dollars for this game. No, um, I wouldn't even pay a dollar for yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad it came free because it's not very. I mean, we've tried. Me and Alex have tried playing multiplayer and it's crashed twice via Bluetooth. <laughs> like we haven't actually played more than one hole yet. Here's what I do want to try. Um, I want to try the closest to the pin. I think that would be fun. You do that if on Facebook. Yeah, if, if it won't crash by the time we Well, finish. I don't think you do it multi... I don't think it's multiplayer, like, at the same time, per se. I think it's one of those things where you challenge people via Facebook, and they have to try... Uh, I don't, well, I don't know how it works. I don't know for a fact, like, if it's Wi-Fi and you have to link up or whatever, but it seems like it's um almost like Scrabble score, and you have to, like, get a higher Scrabble right. score than your friend. Right. Well, anyway... Moving on to Showtime Social. Uh, Showtime Social is a very interesting name for Showtime's app because, uh, well, it's interesting. It, it's cool. It, it, there are a lot of social elements to it. Give, I'll give it that. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was going to be more like HBO Go, where you could just kind of sneak in and yeah. watch full episodes. If you I'm not, the uh, you might be able to. That's yeah. The yeah. I was looking through. I don't. I'm not subscribed to Showtime, so I I don't know the full benefits of somebody who has Showtime logging into this. Right. Um, but as a free user, I was able to watch the first episode of pretty much any series they have, um, and that's about it. Right. There's a, there's a couple movies you can't watch any of them. Um, it, it's cool. There's a lot of the, the way it's laid out is really nice. Um, it's very smooth, and there's like a little comment section where you can read tweets of people that are talking about either shows or the app or whatever on Showtime. Um, so yeah. So if you haven't watched Dexter. Go for it. You can yeah. watch the first episode. That's where free. I watched it. <laughs> yeah. Um, next up is Hanging with Friends, which has been out for a little while, but we had recently just tried it. Yes. We tried it on the Android. Yeah, on Android. It's out for both, but yeah, I've used, to I've, be fair, we I've, tried it on Android. I've compared it, and on my Incredible, it's not that... It doesn't run well. Yeah, it doesn't run well on my Incredible either. And but, it should. It's the simple app. It's a simple game. There's not a lot of meat to it, and it runs kind of crappy. It does run very well on iOS. Go figure. Well. <laughs> anyway, it's like Words with Friends, except it's Hangman. And you make a word, and the other person has so many, so many attempts to guess what the word is. Or you lose, and it's like best of seven or something. Right. Um, and that's about it. Simple. So if you like Hangman, try it out. Play with other people. Kind of fun. Yeah. I'm not very good at it, I found. Now I have an I have an app here. It 
says upgrader app. Now I don't know what that that means. Did we have? Uh, yes, this is that. This is the app where I told you to put this down for yeah. people who have to upgrade their iPhone for us. Right from uh, through uh, AT and T. If you have if, when this when iPhone 4S was first announced um, the other day, um, they came out. AT and T announced that they had like an app called the Upgrader app. I think it was called that you can have this app and using this app would be able to upgrade to your iPhone to an iPhone 4S from your current iOS device or current iPhone. Um, but then they took the app down from the store, so you can't get it anymore. So I'm assuming they had problems with it or it wasn't legit to begin with. One of the two. So, just wanted to put that out there in case you did see it and grabbed it or whatever, or heard about it. Right, right. iOS 5. And the reason we're going to talk about iOS 5 is because it's a It's because major, Apple did, and we do what Apple does. We do what Apple does. And it's, you know, we're kind of honoring Steve Jobs today. Um, so, iOS 5 is honestly one of the coolest updates to any to Apple's mobile devices in since like iOS uh, two version two, um, there are so many, so many, so many different things that make this so, this cool, and I can't wait. Don't forget, it's coming out next Wednesday, so update your iOS the devices. The twelfth, October twelfth. Um, now what do we have here? We have all right. Let's let's first go. Which devices will support the iOS five upgrade? Uh, well, the iPhone three GS. The iPhone 4, the iPad, the iPad 2, and the third and fourth generation iPod Touch. Sorry, 3G owners. Your hardware isn't on the list. And you have a free phone. No, that's 3G. No, 3GS is the, free, is the freebie. Anyway. Well, the 3G was free. 3G was free. It was 50 bucks, right? And then it was free. Something like oh, whatever. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, so, October 12th. New notifications bar. Swipe it down just like an Android. You can look at all the notifications that come up, that pop up, that would pop up. You'd have to deal with them one at a time if you had multiple ones, which is gosh darn annoying, let me tell you. I tell you what. Uh, can third-party apps leverage? Oh, yes, of course. Third-party apps as well. Uh, you'll see all sorts of updates. It's not just your calendar. It's not just um, you know push updates from your email. It's, it's everything. Um... And notifications, um, you can keep them, you can turn them off on your, like, it, they, they will pop up on your lock screen, which is very convenient. You got something, you just turn it on, you look at it, and you you could, I think you slide, no, I don't know if you do that. There was a demo where you slid over the little icon, and it would take you to that exact notification. Yeah. Um, it's PC-free, but what does that, what does PC-free mean? Um... It means that you'll no longer need to tether your device to a Mac or PC during like the initial setup. So when you pull it out of the box, it's usable. Um, and and mostly, you know, iCloud. It's thanks to iCloud. Um, so when you're grabbing updates, when you're grabbing, when you're syncing, everything. Like you don't obviously you you can and probably still need to sync to your PC if you have music, if you have iCloud or iTunes Match. Uh, or if you have iTunes Match, you won't really have to do that too much because it'll match all of your music and put it to the cloud, or tell you which ones you have in the cloud, then you can download them to your computer, which if you're smart enough, if this does in fact work, pay for it once, let iCloud do its job, get all of your music, put it in the cloud. If, if, you, if you have older stuff that's, you know, LimeWired 
encoded at 80k bps which is horrible or 96 which is common then uh you know you could throw them up to the cloud see if they're there it'll give you the better version at 256 kbps aac which is much but much better it's cool very cool so you don't need you don't need your pc what do you think about that i'm keeping mine what i'm keeping my pc oh you have to keep your pc i'm just saying like not (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't matter i'm keeping it anyway right uh so what about free it's free. This is a free upgrade. Do you remember when they had, what was it, iOS 3 or 2, when they charged like a couple bucks for it? Five bucks. That was ridiculous. Big deal. It's still, though, they charged it for software. Come on. I know. They stopped that it's crap. It's kind of silly. There was some reason they did that. Like, if they pulled the, the crap they pulled back then, if they pulled that now, people would be like, what? What? To pay for what? Apple, what are you doing? Oh. So, f- speaking of. Up software updates iOS 5 when that hits it, obviously it's free as we're saying but when there's another update to iOS 5 it will be a delta update this means that you won't Thank have God. to re-download people with the, shitty internet yep like me this means you won't have to re-download the entire um operating system again that's how it should have been from the start yeah but there's a re- I mean Apple seems to like to com- like package their data like package apps they like to make that. shitty internet users suffer right like me yeah so if there's a 30 now they could just update one app oh the calendar app sucks for some reason well we're gonna tweak it <laughs> they can do that they don't have to like we spelled everything. one letter wrong in the ibooks app you have to download the extra 700 megabytes just to get that yeah that's ridiculous Next up is iMessage. iMessage is basically like BBM. Um, it's going to probably replace a lot of what I'm using right now because I plan on using that with whoever has iMessages. I do. Yay! So Kyle and whoever else. <laughs> me I really, and that's you, about me. it. <laughs> yeah. we could do vi- I think you can do, yeah, you can do SMSs. Um, I don't think... No. You, uh, see, well, do iMessages count against text messaging? No. Nope. So it's it's just like instant messaging. It's like FaceTime. FaceTime is integrated yeah. into the system. When you want to make a FaceTime call, you just turn it on, make a call. Sort of like message. They have their own data centers and yada yada yada. Um, it will work um, on the iPad and the iPod Touch. Um, it uses your phone number or your email address, and it's based yeah, like we said, just like FaceTime. Specify that data, that information, and boom, you've got your message. Um, it's, it's, it's not a replacement for the messages app, but it's a part of the app. So when you compose a message on the iPhone, the iOS will automatically switch to the iMessage protocol. If your recipient is also an iMessage user, otherwise it will use the old SMS. Uh, there's newsstand, there's reminders, there's this new cards app. There's a, what's yeah, that cards app is kind of neat. Yeah. I think I would totally do that yeah me too uh for 2.99 not bad uh five dollars outside the u.s 2.99 inside there's one more app oh the oh it's like latitude google latitude it's family and friends find your friends thing yep it's kind of creepy well family and friends i mean there are simple easy to use uh uh what what is it like controls so that you, you can say like between six and seven track me and then stop and then yeah, share it with only I could certain see this, people. I could see this being useful for one main reason, if you're wasted. 
Pretty much. Or if your friends are wasted and you get away from each other. So if you're all going out at night, you just leave that on and then you right. can find your friends. I'd say it's good for kids, but I feel like a kid, if a kid's old enough to own an iPhone or an iPod or something like that, they're probably old enough to be able to find, not, to not get lost. Well, I guess. kids of all ages have <laughs> these, man, and I'd totally stick one on my kid and say, here, take this, I'm going to track you. Yeah. And it will stop tracking you when you get to school. I want to know that you got there safe. That's kind of nice. Uh, it also until has some a new... bully steals it off of him until yeah. Then you get to find where that kid is, and then you kill him. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> pretty much. What? <laughs> uh, there's a new Safari. Uh, Bra- tab browsing. Tab browsing. Woo! It has the reader built into it, so you can read web pages in a beautiful format on and and ad free and all that good stuff. Um, there's a reading list, so it's basically like Instapaper. So it's a pro. It's reading, you know, saving different articles, reading them later. Um, camera and photos. I mean, you have Same. editing capabilities. There's a new photo a photo stream app, and then a camera app. Um, there's no there's no like turn by turn in, in the map app, but let's see. Maps can suggest alternate routes. A feature that will welcome. To, to anyone who's been dissatisfied with how the current versions of maps tells you how to get from point A to point B. So there's no I never use maps turn. on my iPad anyway. I think there's no turn by turn because Apple is developing their own GPS system or map system. A little late. A little bit. Um, FaceTime really hasn't changed. Uh, the new calendar, turn your iPhone to landscape, uh, and you'll immediately see a week view. Uh, mail's very improved. Um, portrait mode hides. You can you can basically use the um, that like when you're in landscape mode in mail, there's the like your messages. Well, I think you could swipe in vertical or in uh, portrait mode, and you'll have that same thing stay there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't like those pop out windows for your messages. I like I like just having it there. So that's cool. Um, that's that's all we're gonna cover. Tons of new ones. iCloud, obviously, look into that. Syncing your documents, syncing your music, syncing your photos. First thousand are free. Uh, backing up your device to the cloud. It's all there. If you want more storage, you can pay for it. And, uh, you know, that's the only un- not free part about it. So if you want more, you pay for more. Well, don't forget, please, to check out ajazz16.typepad.com. That's ajazz16.typepad.com. That's ajazz16.typepad.com. That's ajazz16.typepad.com. You can find all of our podcasts and all of our work for the past four years on ajazz16.typepad.com. I can't stress that enough. ajazz16.typepad.com. Follow us on Twitter. Um, I'm at ajazz16. I'm at Kyle Saloni. And our archive podcasts can be found at ajazz16.typepad.com. You can contact us. Um, our email address is ajazzproductions at gmail.com. That's ajazzproductions at gmail.com. And search for us on Facebook. Thank you again for listening. I'm Alex. I am ajazz16.typepad.com. We'll see you in the future. 